Hallelujah. Amen. How many glad you're in the house of the Lord? Praise God. I'll tell you what, I have felt God here already. We could leave right now. Now, don't get up and run out. I said we could if we wanted to, but we're not going to because we don't want to, right? <laughs> Amen. I tell you what, God is so good, though. Thank God for what he's doing. Thank God for, listen, people are being touched by God. People are going to be coming back home to the church as, as they're getting healed and, and restored. And thank God for that. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I've been ministering for the last few services on four anchors that hold your ship. How many knows that uh, a ship, if it's out in the waters, and they, if it's not going anywhere and it's just sitting there, it's just going to be tossed around and just kind of blowed here and there and no direction to it whatsoever, especially if a storm comes up. And, you know, we're living in a time where we're, we, we've got some big storms in our life right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's real. We, we can't deny the fact that uh, things are happening in our uh, society and in our country and in this world. All of, Listen, America is not the only one going through a pandemic. America is not the only one where governments are trying to use this pandemic to control people. There's other countries that are, that are suffering and you know what? Sometimes you can't blame some people for wanting to get out of some of those countries. But the thing is, it's all over the world. This isn't just a one country thing. And, and I've always said this, and I, I want to say it again, because I think we need to understand America is not the sign you look to for the coming of the Lord. America is one part of one big thing. That's the whole world. But the one you want to look at is Israel. And what's going on in Israel and what's taking place in Israel, the borders of Israel. Listen, it's not over with till it's over. It's not over with till God says it's over. And the borders that Israel have now are a whole lot more than they had before they ever got anything in 1948. But what they got was a little spot. Six-day war came. They expanded it. And now then, God's got some other boundaries that's going to come forth. And it's going to be just like God said, because when God gave, made covenant with Abraham, he gave the boundaries. He gave the dimensions and where they were going to be and how big the area was going to be. Listen, it's important for us to understand God is interested in Israel as well as us. We are here because Israel at first rejected Christ. But at the same time... It's for the whole world now, and we're seeing uh, Messianic, what you call Messianic Jews that have received Jesus Christ. They have believed in Him as the Savior and what He's done. Thank God for that. Amen? But listen, don't ever think America is the re- we, we may see some terrible things happen in our nation that we don't want to even think about. But listen, we need to understand. Why do countries get judgment? It's because within the country... People forsake God. And in Israel, as you begin to see when the things begin to happen to Israel, their false prophets, their uh, kings uh, that they had, uh, some of them became evil, and they started serving and walking after the ways of Satan rather than God. And that's the reason you saw a lot of these things happen. America, listen, we're considered a Christian nation, but we're far from a Christian nation. When they teach the things they're teaching in our public schools today, and these professors are getting by with it in college, we're far from a Christian nation. And when you find mega churches, when I say mega churches, I'm not against big churches by no means, but, that, but when we say the big mega churches out in this nation and in, in, in the world today, they don't preach the gospel. They don't preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified and the soon coming King. They don't preach those things. They preach good feeling messages. Just make you feel good. You don't have to be born again. Just come to church. Give us your money. And you're going to be fine. No, it doesn't work that way. And because of our inner structure in America today, the church is as much at fault as though the heathen or the world is at fault. Amen? 
Because, listen, I don't want to be part of that church. I want to be part of the church. And we're part of the church. Amen? And that's not boasting in ourselves. That's not boasting in ourselves, but we're part of the church. Jesus Christ is Lord in our church. Amen? And in the church. And we're only a segment of the church. God has His body. God has His believers. And God's going to do what He said He would do. Amen? Well, that's sermon number one. Is that all right? We're talking about four anchors that hold your soul during these evil times, though. That hold your ship. Look, I want to just read these scriptures real, not real quick, but I want to read them all in a row here. Galatians 5, verse 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working by love. Faith works by love. I want you to remember that last part of that. Look at 1 Corinthians 13 and 2. This is Paul preaching to the church of Corinth. The church of Corinth was a very carnal church. They were very carnal in, in, their, in their makeup. But though I have the gift of prophecy, and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could move mountains, but if I don't have love, I'm nothing. Amen. I, I, want, I want to emphasize that scripture again. You can have the gift of prophecy, understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and have all faith, but you, and, and you, you could remove mountains, but if you don't have love, you're nothing. That's what the Bible says. That's what Paul, the apostle, got a revelation of. And look at down in uh, Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 21. I know we're reading a lot but here, but I want you to just get a hold of something. Now, remember, Paul, the apostle, was against the church. He was against Jesus Christ. He, he was against believers. He held the coat of those men that stoned Stephen, the first martyr. And he did many more terrible things before he was converted on his way to another place. That's when God met him on the road and knocked him off his horse and blinded him. But Paul, when he got, he, he, he went to the place where God told him to, Ananias came and, and said God was going to heal him and God had called him and, and he just ministered to him what God gave him to minister to him and Paul, Saul of Tarsus at that time, immediately went into the Arabian desert for three and a half years. And there God spoke to him personally. God revealed his plan personally to him. God opened up the Old Testament scriptures because that's all they had back then, remember? And God opened up the Old Testament scriptures and showed Jesus Christ in all those Old Testament scriptures and showed him that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And it's through him that we're redeemed. Hallelujah. Paul got that revelation before a lot of God's people got a hold of it. But he got it on the aisle uh, in, in, the, uh, in the wilderness there where he was, in the desert. But look what he said. For this reason, I bow my heart to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Now look what he said, that you being rooted and grounded in love. I want to emphasize that again. That you may, you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we're talking about four anchors that hold your ship. If you haven't heard all of them, we can get you some copies of it. But four anchors that hold your ship. The first anchor is hope. We got to have hope. Now, hope is not you saying, "I sure hope God does something." I sure hope. Listen, well, how's how's everything going? Well, I hope God hears, and I hope God answers. I hope God does. Hope, that's not the kind of hope God's talking about. Hope. I like to get into the original translation of it. Some people have criticized me because I say they say, "Well, I don't know that Greek and that Hebrew stuff." Well, I don't either, really, but I can study. 
And you can get some meaning from, if you get to just see what is the gist of it is. Remember, somebody says, well, I don't want nothing but the old King James Version. Well, did you know the King James Version is nothing more than a translation? If you really want the truth, you're going to have to get the Hebrew Bible and the Greek Bible. Amen? Because that's what it was written in. Now, that's not fussing at nobody. I'm just saying we need to open our, lift our, lift our eyes and look beyond and lift our horizons a little bit and see what God is saying. But we're talking about four anchors that hold our ship during the storm. And the first anchor is hope. Hope is that confident expectation. When we use, when we have the word hope in our vocabulary, it should never be like, I hope so. No. My hope is in the Lord. My hope is in Christ. My hope is in what He did. My expectation comes from the Lord. We, we've got to have that expectation, not say, well, that's okay, Brother Clarence. I just hope God hears your prayer. God does hear my prayer. But you've got to get in agreement with it. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. And don't be mad at me. But hope. The second anchor is faith. Faith. Remember faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. we got to have faith. Faith. Not a hope-so faith. Not a maybe-so faith. we got to have faith. Faith. i got faith in my wife, and she tells me she's going to do something. She does it. I don't have to say, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? Hey, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? No, no, no. How many knows that's how we do God sometimes? I put my faith in the Lord. Lord, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? We just talked a little bit about this morning. He did it 2,000 years ago. Amen? He paid the price 2,000 years ago. We have to reach out and receive and let God's Word and His love be manifested in our heart and life now. Amen? That's where it's at. So faith is that other one. <laughs> and then this third one is love. Is what we're talking about. This is an anchor. Remember when Paul was in the boat with the, all those men and the prisoners and the different ones, and they were going, cast off and went somewhere, and the storm came up, and it was a, it was one of those name storms. It's kind of like one of our hurricanes. It got a name to it, and the boat was just going back and forth. Men were wanting to just be jump overboard, and Paul said, "No, stay with the boat, <laughs> stay with the boat," and they cast four anchors down to hold that boat down during the storm. Now, there were some men that tried to put a little lifeboat in there when they were putting the anchors out there. And they put a lifeboat down. Paul saw it. Somebody saw it. And, and they, they, they had to bring that lifeboat back up. Because Paul made a stern statement to the captain of the boat. He said, I told you that if these men don't stay with the boat, we will perish. We got to stay with the boat. We got to stay with the boat. Praise God. Don't cast everything overboard and jump overboard because things aren't going your way, but stay with the boat. we got to stay during the storm and let God do it. But love, this third anchor we're going to talk about today is the support of hope and faith. Faith works by love, the Bible says. Amen? Hope is something that we... Like I said, it's not something we're wishing for. Hope is that confident expectation. And the love factor, that love anchor, is the one that's going to let that hope increase. And that hope become reality as we begin to just watch what God does. Now, the love of God was displayed that day in the storm. See, God's love is important. we we got to listen. We're in a storm in our nation today. And we're not, I'm not saying stay in the boat politically. It don't matter. The, the politics is not it. Your relationship with Jesus Christ is more important than any political party you belong to. It's, it's who we are in Christ. But we have to come to that point, and it's going to be the love of God. God's love. His love. 
that's going to keep us. And it's, it's the love of God in us that's going to be displayed. And this is what God wants us to see. But let's look at this third anchor for just a moment. Because love is important. Now, love's anchor that supports the other three anchors. Love supports all the other. Love supports faith. Love supports, supports hope. And, and love also supports working for God and doing the things of the Lord. It's got to be done in, in the love. Love is the main force behind it. And you've got to have it or your ship will be destroyed. If you don't have love, you're going under. If you have love, you're not going to make it. If you don't have love, you're not going to see the results of what God wants you to have. Love is important. Now listen, I'm not talking about that mushy, gushy love. Don't come up to me and be mushy, gushy and, and then stab me in the back. You know, that's not love. <laughs> Amen. But love is forceful. Love is true. Love is, love is all. You, you learn in the Corinthians there what love. Love is compassionate. Love is pure. Love is holy. Love, love is giving. And we, we got to have it. And God's love will lift us up and, and the rest of the anchors. That you have, you must put all your trust in love. Amen? In love. Now look what it says. Mark 12, verse 30. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Hmm? You know what, you know what people's description of love is? Even when they get married. Oh, he's so good to me. I love him. He's so good to me. Or she's so good to me. I love her. No. Love. you got to love him with all your heart. you you got to love that man when he doesn't, when he forgets to say, when he, when he forgets to be uh, kind of mushy with you. <laughs> you got to love him anyway. Amen. you got to love the woman. When she's busy cooking because she loves you, and you go in there and, and you're aggravating her. Somebody said, well, how do you know that? <clears throat> Just believe me. <laughs> but love. Without this love, you're not going to be saved. And that's the first thing you get when you receive the Lord, by the way, is the love. Love brings holiness. Love brings righteousness. It causes us to triumph. Why, why do we do? Why do we keep the commandments of the Lord? Because you love Him. Didn't Jesus say, "If you love Me, you'll do these things. If you love Me, you're going to do these things." So love is the anchor that's going to. Co- it's going to cover everything else. It's going to. It's going to cause us to be strong. It, it'll. It, it'll secure you without letting you sink. It'll enable you to walk the waters if necessary. <laughs> Hallelujah. What am I going to do? I can't get across this thing. God may tell you, just walk across it. Amen? Why? Because He's with you. God's love. Now, I'm not telling you to go out there and just tempt the Lord either, you know. But how many understand what I'm saying? God's love is going to see us through. And it's God's, the, the Spirit of the Lord. And the, the Holy Ghost will use this anchor as He sheds abroad the, abroad the love of God in our hearts. Did you know that's how it's shed abroad in your hearts? By the Holy Ghost. Love. Look what it says, Romans 5, 5. And hope makes not ashamed. Hope, that confident expectation. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. So God's looking for vessels he can fill to the brim. Hallelujah. Fill to the brim with love. Now listen. People know when love is real and when it's not. People know when you love, when you say, I love you. I'm talking about in the Christian sense. I love you. Or go up to them, I love you. (laughs) Or in spite of all the faults, in spite of all the things that aren't perfect, all the imperfections in a person... And you go up and hug them and say, I love you. People can sense true, genuine, divine love that's in an individual. Amen? So listen, we just got to keep on keeping on for the Lord. Praise God. Now, 
Only divine love gives us strength. Look, what does it say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. God's love for the world. You know what God could have done? He could have just started all over. When Adam and Eve fell, he could have said, well, Gabriel, go get them, boy. Kick them out. They failed. They had an opportunity. I gave them a thousand years. We don't know how long they were here before all that happened. They were created to live forever. They didn't really age. <laughs> no. Did you know aging didn't really start till after the fall? We don't know how long they were there. A thousand years is one day, and a, thousand, and a day is a thousand years with the Lord. It, it, we, don't, we have no indication of really how long it was before Adam and Eve fell. And I don't know how people could even predict it because you've got to really have something that I've never seen before. But we don't know. But we do know that when they fell, that's when death started. And it took a long time for some of those people to die. Methuselah was, what, 900-something years old? Adam lived. It took a long time. Why? Because they were created, Paula, to live forever. That's what, that's what they were created. They were made in the likeness of God. But when they fell, that's when sin came. That's when destruction came. That's when death started. That's when all of these things begin to happen that are bad. And when, when they fail, but you know, the thing is, God had a plan because God loves. God is love. In spite of the failure, God's love had a plan. God's love made a plan. And that's where the redemptive plan came into play. And it took another 4,000 years before it to happen. That's a long time. That's a long time. That's a long, and they were up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. God's people were up and down, up and down, up and down. One day they had the victory. One day they were worshiping idols, you know. One day, one day they were serving God. Next day they said, oh, we don't like this king. Get rid of him. He's too holy and righteous, you know. Now, all these things were happening. Why? Kind of looks, it sounds kind of like today in our society with churches. I don't like that preacher. He preaches too much on sin. You know, people that won't preach it on sin, they probably involved in it somewhere. Amen. All he preached about is faith, 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 faith. I don't want no faith. No, you don't want to be an overcomer. He that overcomes the world. Let's see if our faith that makes us overcomers. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> but the heart of love keeps us on top of the water, not under it. That's the love. And our ships sail in angry. Listen, our ships in angry seas today. Our nation is in angry seas today. Our world is in angry seas today. But I want to tell you who's going to survive. It's those that's got their anchors. We've got to put that anchor of hope out there. I, I tell you what, I've got an expectation that God is a God of truth. God will keep his word. God will perform his word. He'll do what he said. God is a God of uh, of uh, action. He's going to act on our part for us as believers. And we're going to see the blessings of the Lord flow in our lives. Because God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen. God is. Now, fear. Fear doesn't come from God. I've said this many times, and you probably heard it too, but fear, F-E-A-R, false evidence, appearing real. Sometimes you're afraid, don't even know what you're afraid of. I told that little story where the wind was blowing that little tree in my, my, my in our house one night, and my dad was gone, and we was all there. We was the little kids then, but we didn't know what it was. Boy, we were scared, <laughs> shaking. And then we got out there the next morning, just a, a twig of a branch. One day we're going to see the devil. We're going to see that little imp for what he really is, a little imp. He's not as big as he think, as we think he is. We make the devil bigger than God many times. One day we're going to see how big he is. And we're going to be in heaven and say, that's what I was afraid of. 
That little old thing there is what I was afraid of? No, the devil's nothing. He's already been defeated. Hallelujah. I said he's already been defeated. Jesus won the victory on Calvary 2,000 years ago. That was the final throw to the devil. But one day, God's going to rid this earth of everything that the devil's influenced. And he'll have a new heaven and a new earth. But you see, the right now, though, we need to understand the devil, not what is going to be defeated. He was defeated. And as far as believers are concerned, he was defeated. He is defeated. And we have victory in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Somebody said, Brother Clarence, sometimes you preach your way too, too, too way up here for me. I don't know if I can reach that height. Well, at least stretch. Get on your tippy toes. And some big old tall guy like me will come help you get up there. Amen? Because why? Because Jesus is Lord. Love is an anchor. Now let's look at what fear does. Fear is a robber. Fear robs you from the blessings of God. Fear robs you from having God's best. Fear robs you from healing. Fear robs you from blessings. Fear robs you from relationships. Fear. Did you know people are afraid to get close to people because they're afraid? See, every time they get in a relationship or a good relationship, I'm talking about just friendship relationships, they get it that something happens. But you know what we got to do? We got to be bigger than anything and let God's love be bigger than any problem. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Woo, this is good preaching if I say so myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. But fear <laughs> doesn't come from God. It comes from the devil. But look what the Bible says. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torment. He that fears is not perfect in love. He that fears is not perfect in love. Listen. God's not given us a spirit of fear in 2 Timothy 1 7. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Did you know you don't have to ask God to deliver you from fear? All we have to do is yield to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. And, we, you know, what does it say? The whole, in John seven thirty eight, it said, He that believes on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And that living water comes from heaven. That's where it comes from. And so much of it flows that Jesus described it to the apostles as rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. <laughs> They'd be like streams in the desert. How many ever had needed? Uh, listen, you've been going through a dry spell in your life spiritually. God will give you a stream in the desert. That's what, that's what God's love does. He'll, he'll give us a, it, it'll become creeks and rivers and finally become seas that'll cover the whole earth. God's love and God's blessings and what God wants us to do. But love, love is that anchor. That love is that anchor. We, we can't really have confidence unless we know what the love of God is. We can't really operate in faith unless we know what the love of God is. God's love, I should have put love as the first anchor, you know. But the thing is, this is, this is the one that connects it all. Love is that anchor. Love brings us through the storms and trials. See, without the understanding of God's love, you're not going to make it. You know why? Because we got this old stinking thinking in our head. Well, what God brings to me, I'll go through it. Hallelujah. Who said God brought it to you? Amen? Where did we get this idea, God brought this in my life? 
The thief comes not to, but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to preach myself happy in a minute. <laughs> we have to understand God's not doing evil and destructive things to us. God's not. God has been blamed for things that God didn't do. Hallelujah. Quit blaming God. As long as the devil's got you in this little capsule here, that you've got your clothes in this little capsule, and, and when you see evil happening and troubles coming and problems in your life, and, well, God knows how much I can bear. Glory to God. Bless His holy name. Huh? Y'all still with me? <laughs> Now, don't shout me down. Are y'all still with me? I, you know, I, I, sometimes if it wouldn't be rude, I'd just slap some of you in the face. <laughs> but God restrains me. No. And, and you know what? I'm not making fun of nobody. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. What the devil keeps from you in Revelation truth, you'll not walk in it. But it's when you get that Revelation truth of who Jesus is and what he did to the devil. Listen, every one of you believe that the devil was defeated 2,000 years ago, right? But yet we live like he still got power. We still, like, we still live like... Oh, man, I don't want to make the devil mad. <laughs> oh, don't make the devil mad. Uh, why? He's already defeated. He's a toothless, beat down, destroyed. All of his power has been stripped from him. Somebody said, yeah, but what's going on in this world? It's because they give him power. They yield power to him. That, that's what happens when you see an evil dictator rise up and you see evil people rise up like we're seeing rise up. I want to tell you something. It's the spirit of Satan that's behind it. Thank God. Listen, we're going to have to stand strong. It's not over till it's over. God's not done till he's done. And I want to tell you something. God may be just letting these things B, because we have allowed, many times the church has allowed these things to happen. Why? Because we didn't stand strong in faith, stand strong in the Word, stand strong in our dedication and consecration to the Lord. Y'all don't see what I'm saying? We, we, we can't blame everything on the devil. He's just an opportunist. He takes opportunity of every opportunity you give him, and he'll just make it bigger and better and bigger and better for him and worse for you. But thank God, I'm, I'm showing you this morning, we got some anchors. We got confident expectation in God, hope. We've got that. We, 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 we've got the faith. Every one of us have faith. To every man's been given the measure of faith. So we have the faith, it's there. And now we're going to get the love of God operating in us, this anchor of love. And we're going to see God do what he said he would do. Amen? <laughs> hey, don't put, the, don't put the blame on God for the trials and problems. I'm not blaming the administration in Washington, D.C. for the trials and problems in America. It's because we got slack. And we didn't really stand up in faith. Sometimes we just kind of think, well, we're just going to kind of go right out along. Boy, we just ride this roller coaster with our good man that we got in office, you know. No, no, no. The devil don't like good people. And he's he going to try to put any pebble, anything that will knock your wagon off a root and get it <laughs> turned upside down. He'll, he'll do anything in the world. Because why? The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. 
But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, the blood of Christ that we just symbolized with our communion a while ago, it protects us. It pardons us. It purges us. It nourishes the believer. The blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb, placed on the doorpost, uh, protected Israel from the death angel, bringing death to the firstborn. Remember that? Now the blood, that's what Jesus, uh, what God said in Exodus twelve thirteen. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Listen, we've got to realize this blood is important. What we just took today, we need to, we need, listen, if you can do it as a couple and take it daily or find somebody, a neighbor, or just do it by yourself. You can do it with you, by yourself with the Lord. And take the communion because it's a sign every time you do it. It's a slap in the devil's face. You were defeated. Jesus is Lord. And the blood of Jesus protects, pardons, purges, purges and nourishes the believer. Because when he sees the blood, that devil has to pass over. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He can't bring that thing in my house because I got the blood over it. You got the blood over you. You got the blood over your household. Listen, we either believe it or we don't believe it. It's not a fairy story. It's not a Bible story that we tell to make the kids feel good. No, this is truth. This is what we got to put in the hearts. Did you know children can receive it a lot quicker than adults? They can just believe just like that and get a hold of it. I tell you what, they can. And we need to, as adults, we need to be able, we need to come as humble as a little child to the Lord so he can put something good in us. Amen. And we can let people see it. Amen. When he sees the blood. It's your love for God that you keep his word. It's, it's, your love for God is why you keep the word of the Lord. I serve God because I love him. I worship God because I love him. I lift my hands in the sanctuary because I love Him. I sing praises because we love Him. We give our offerings unto the Lord because we love Him. Not because you're made to or, or hammered up on to do it. How many ever heard us, we never have hammered on anybody to give? You know why? Because you love God and you do it anyway. And we don't have to hammer it anyway. Because you know why? God's love prevails. And God's word prevails. Amen? Amen. But Paul, he, he said, it's your love for God. You keep his word in the result of divine protection. And we read that scripture, but he took the cup. This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. In other words, what you're doing, you're saying, devil, you were defeated 2,000 years ago. The blood of Jesus is still real. It's powerful. It's still working today. God's power is still here. Jesus is still Lord. He won the victory 2,000 years ago. And you're nothing more than just a, a prisoner that's headed down the road for your eternal destruction one day, and we're going to all point our finger at you and say, that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> the devil's not going to like that. We'll be mocking him because he's nothing. Amen? I said he's nothing. Look what Ephesians three seventeen nineteen. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. There's that word faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love. We've got, listen, we've got to get rooted and grounded in God's love. Yet you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. See, God does not bring our trials of faith to us. Just as people drift into sin and are lured by the lust of their flesh, Many are deceived into believing God has a pathway of hardships, sicknesses, problems that God uses to try us. Now listen, let me just back up here a minute. We all have trials. We all go through testings. Every one of us. But your revelation of Jesus Christ and the revelation of the Word is going to determine who comes out on top? Hallelujah. The devil's a liar. See, 
don't don't go out here and say, Brother Clarence said this stuff ain't real. I mean, oh, all this stuff ain't. No, sir. See, sickness is real. Sickness and disease is real. There's a real pandemic in this world today. It's a real thing that's happening because we've known too many people that we know personally that's been attacked by it. But what I'm saying is, get rooted and grounded in the love of God because God has promised us something bigger, something better. He's promised us health. He's pro- Listen, even though the devil knocks you down with something... When you got that revelation of God, you're not keeping me down, devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I was healed. I'm not going to give the devil no credit. I'm not going to give him no leeway. I'm not going to get up here and say, the devil's been after me all day long, bless his holy name. <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not going to give any attention to the devil. I'm going to give my attention to the blood of Jesus that defeated the devil 2,000 years ago. And this is where we've got to come to. Somebody said, yeah, but yeah, we're all going to leave this earth one day. If, if, if the Lord tarries, we're all going to reach an age where we're going to leave this earth. But you know what? We can leave here shouting the glory. Shouting, praising God. J.C. Hibbard, great man of God in Dallas when he died. He was in the bed just before he was dying. He was, he was way up in age. And uh, he, he was laying in bed. And all of a sudden, they was in there with him. They went, walked out, shut the door. And all of a sudden, they, sound, they heard hoofbeats of horses and the kneeing of horses, you know, and chariot wheels. And and they opened the door, and the power of God was so strong it knocked them all backwards. This is this is a true story that really happened in J.C. Hibbard's home, a great man of God in Dallas, Texas. And they they were they fell backwards because of the wind, the power of God, and they heard the the neighing of horses, you know, and chariot wheels. And Brother Hibbard, who was so frail in his old age, was laying there, but all of a sudden, his hands were right up in the air. And he was sitting straight up in bed. And he said, they're here for me. Hallelujah. And he went just like that. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, victory's ours. I said, victory. God's love is that anchor. Can you say amen? God's love is that anchor. Look, I, want, I want to read just a couple of scriptures here. In Colossians, I won't, I won't read the whole thing, but in Colossians it said, We're strengthened with all might according to His glorious power. In verse 11 of, of uh, chapter 1, For all patience and longsuffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance. How many knows God's qualified you? How many accepted the blood of Jesus? You're qualified. You're qualified for everything God has. Qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. And He's delivered us. He has. Not past tense. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us or delivered us and brought us into the kingdom of His Son. In whom we have redemption through His blood. And forgiveness of sins. Ephesians, Paul said in Ephesians 3.17 that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. There's a word faith again. That's that anchor of faith. Amen. That you're being rooted and grounded in love. That's that anchor of love that's going to pull it all together here. The love. You've you got to have love for God and love for one another. Love. And may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length of the height. For God's not given us in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. God's not given us the spirit of fear. I said, God has not given us a spirit of fear. What are we afraid of? Can't be afraid of death because we know when we take that last breath, we're in the presence of God. So God hadn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Fear doesn't come from God. It comes from the devil. The devil's the author of fear. God's the author of faith. So fear and faith are opposite of each other. Fear is a robber. 
The devil uses it to destroy believers. Amen? That's exactly what happened. But perfect love casts out fear. 1 John 4.18, we read it earlier. But perfect love casts out fear. You don't have to ask God to deliver you from fear. Just yield to the Holy Ghost. You know, some people get this idea that everything's a spirit of the devil. Got spirit of sickness. I got the spirit of doubt. I got the spirit of unbelief. I've got the spirit of, uh, uh, and the fear of dying. I've got, you know, the fear, 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 fear. Fear is not of God. But listen, perfect love cast out fear. I don't go to bed at night shaking in my boots. Well, I don't go to bed with my boots on anyway. But, but shaking, afraid. Oh, did I make Pat bad today? Oh, she's not going to cook my breakfast in the morning. That'd be a terrible tragedy right there. No, I don't have no fear of that. You know why? Perfect love cast out fear. Hallelujah. Perfect love cast out fear. So we don't have to ask the Lord to deliver us. Just yield to the Holy Ghost. What's he going to do? He'll flow the love. Now listen, I'm going to conclude with this. Believers have the victory now. Turn that person next to you across the way or way back there and just yell at them. Believers have the victory now. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) So don't, don't allow the devil to draw you into the fear of the storm. Storms are going to come up. Political storms are going to rise. Physical storms are here. But don't let the devil draw you into the fear of the storm. Remember that old song, my anchor holds and grips the solid rock. Hallelujah. Our anchor holds. And what we got to do is have that same love Jesus took to Golgotha, same compassion that Jesus had, the same message of salvation, deliverance for soul, mind, and body. How many knows God's got? God made provisions for every part of you, spirit, soul, and body. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. No man comes to the Father but by me. Listen, Paul said this in Philippians 3.10. I think we read it a while ago, but that I may know him. How many wants to know the Lord? See, we know the Lord. We've, we've, every one of us here have come and accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Been filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. We, we've, we've, we've learned the scriptures and what, who God is. But Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, unto his death. And he also said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. God, you know, we have Jesus by faith. You can't get away from that word, by faith. By faith are you saved. By faith are you healed. By faith are you blessed. By faith do your loved ones get saved. But listen, it's faith. Faith is part of it. That you being rooted and grounded in love. Love is that bottom word. That's that, that's that anchor that pulls it all together. The love. The love of God. And know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Thank God that we have it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so are we going deep in the love of God today? I, want, I tell you what, I want to get a little deeper in the love. In the love of God. Because you know what, as you're, as you're deep in the love of God, you're going to be able to have that hope. How many understand that? You, you can't really have that confident expectation, that hope, until you're deep in the love of God and you understand what God's love is. God's love is real. Can you say amen? And I'll tell you what, I, I'm, I'm excited what God's doing. I've got my anchors all shined up, ready to... Throw in. (laughs) Whatever storm comes up, I'm ready to throw those anchors in. 
Why? Because my anchor holds. Jesus is our anchor. Amen? He's the anchor. Father, we thank you today for your word. Just thank you, Lord, that your word's truth and it's working mightily in us as believers. God, we have what your word declares. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, the Lord is with us. God's on your side. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Victory is ours. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come, Holy Spirit, I need Thee. Come, sweet Spirit, I pray. Come in your strength and your power. Oh, come in your own special way. Oh, come, Holy Spirit, sing it as a prayer to Him. I need Thee. Come, sweet Spirit, I pray. Come in your strength and your power. Oh, come in your own special way. And what will he do when he gets there? He whispers sweet peace to me. Sweet peace to me. When I am cast down in spirit and soul, He whispers sweet peace to me. God, we pronounce peace on every person here today. Your peace to every person watching Facebook Live. Let that love of God be that anchor, Lord, in their lives today. Let that love of God be that anchor that holds and undergirds everything else. In Jesus' name. And we just give you praise and give you glory for it.